0: So Alistair Clarkson to finish up at the end of next year, hand the reins over to a man that was his captain in 2008 when he achieved his first premiership and then who went on to win another three under the tutelage of Alistair Clarkson. He goes away to West Coast, uh, gets a flag as an assistant coach over there, comes back to the Hawks a year after at the request of Alistair Clarkson and now um, he will take over as Hawthorne's newest head coach from 2023. A man that played uh, in two of those Grand finals with Sam Mitchell and under Alistair Clarkson. Uh, He was a best and fairest winner in 2007. 200-stellar games for the Hawthorne Football Club. Brad Sewell joins me on the line. G'day, Brad. No, Sam, how's things, mate? Uh, Really well, thank you. Um, I would ask you how you're going, but I've just imagined that you're just living a wonderful life these days uh, up in Byron Bay.
1: (laughs) No, well, uh, not quite. We uh, We got lucky. We came up here at the beginning of last year before the sky started falling down. And, um, yeah, timing was, timing was uh, impeccable, as it turned out.
0: Apart from running parts of a marathon with Luke Hodge, what are you doing these days, please? Uh, well, not too much. We've, um,
1: I'm working for a, an investment uh, for a firm in Melbourne, so from, uh, from up here in the, in the cryptocurrency space. So it's um, never a dull moment. It's been
0: really interesting. Uh, that's just an area where you and I won't be able to have an intelligent conversation in, mate, because I'm a Luddite when it comes to that stuff. So I have nothing to add here. I've got no lines in that play. But one thing I do want to talk to you about is this is a massive news story today, probably the biggest of the year, along with Nathan Buckley. Uh, Were you shocked when you heard?
1: Uh, I mean, not entirely surprised. It sort of felt like it was getting set up for something like this without... uh, without ever really knowing. Um, So there's still quite a bit of water to go under a bridge, but it feels like it sets the the club up for a bit of stability over a a period of time where otherwise that may not have been the case.
0: How does it sit with you? Because I'd imagine as a a former player, and you know both of these guys really, really well, uh, you still love the club. Do do you go from being, oh, geez, I don't know, to no, this is right, to, geez, are we being disrespectful to Clarko? uh, What are the emotions that you've been feeling all day?
1: without knowing what happened behind closed doors, I mean, I know as much as you in terms of what was said in the media today and, and, uh, and what I read, but it feels like it was um, uh, sort of we sat around a table and, and had a chat and, and agreed upon the, the situation. Um, and as a, as a past player, it, it feels good to know that um, the, the place is in safe hands.
0: So you uh, joined the club at two, in 2003, um, which was just before Clarko got there. What do you remember about the when he took over? I've I've had a chat to Nick Holland and a couple of others who were there at the time, so I know the impact that Cyclone Clarko had when he arrived. What's your recollection?
1: Yeah, exactly that. It was a um, a bit of baptism baptism of fire, I'd say for for the entire club um, and and the players first and foremost in terms of the standards that he set for the playing group and um, a pretty large shift in in game plan and and certainly personnel as well, um, which obviously turned out to be be pretty successful.
0: And what about when it comes to Sam Mitchell? What qualities do you think that he would bring to the table as a a senior coach?
1: Uh, I mean, it appears his apprenticeship has, has been pretty sound. I mean, he was setting himself up to coach whilst he was playing. Um, and obviously and, you know, took a pretty active role uh, in the midfield and uh, more broadly within the club and nurturing the young guys. So like all players, you had some deficiencies you had to work on. He was well aware of those, and um, he's obviously gone away and focused on those and, 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 and has been a part of a, another successful program in, in West Coast. Um, and I think importantly for his own development, he's, uh, he's now in charge of his own team at Box Hill, um, and uh, and I'm not, has it been announced what he'll do next year in terms of yeah, back so, as an assistant coach or at Box Hill?
0: Yeah, yeah. so the, the belief is still at Box Hill, but we'll obviously okay. be working a lot closer with Clarko and especially on game days, which he's got a game day role uh, anyway. Uh, I saw him just lace out uh, one of the runners with a 45-metre stab pass in dress shoes the other day, and I thought <laughs> he still hadn't lost it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so it looks like he'll still keep the reins of Box Hill, but but, again, working pretty closely with Clarko. Um, when you talk about deficiencies and without betraying any confidences, what do you think have been some of the challenges that Sam has had to overcome? Normally with the very best of players, Brad Sewell, we've seen in the past that some of the, some of the hurdles that they've had when they become coaches is that having to accept that not everybody does it the way that they did it.
1: It would probably hit an nail on the head there. I think as a player, his standards were, were so incredibly high that it was a, a frustration for him that the some players weren't as professional or didn't approach the game in the, in the same manner as he did, um, and so I'd imagine as a coach, it's something that that he's now certainly a bit more critically aware of, and something he's had to, um, I, I guess, work on, um, knowing that uh, everybody can prepare you know, at a certain level but have a different focus and a different mindset going in. And um, I mean, he's—I I don't think I've seen anybody now of anybody that's worked. Um, as much or is aware of themselves as he is, certainly as a player. So I've no doubt that as a coach, um, he certainly surrounded himself, himself with some, some really good mentors and um, it's been a, an aim of his for a long time to be a senior coach. So uh, he'll be uh, very well prepared.
0: Speaking of Brad Sewell on time on, on SEN, uh, former premiership teammate of Sam Mitchell and uh, and player under Alistair Clarkson, so perfectly placed to have a chat about the events of today. Brad, when it comes to Clarko, what do you think the greatest, and obviously you can't speak for Sam, but it, it might be something that you know for yourself, but what do you think the greatest thing that Sam could take from Clarko would be and then apply it to his own coaching?
1: Oh, that's a good question. Um, I, I, think, I would imagine there would be a number of things. I mean, you don't, you don't stay in the role but Clarko stayed in, first and foremost, for that period of time without being really adaptable. Um, and notwithstanding the extraordinary success, but to be able to um, communicate with the, with the kids of today and get the same cut through as he did 15 years ago. I mean, the guys coming through now are very, very different to certainly what we were mm. um, back then. So, um, you know, communication is certainly a strength and his, his ability to adapt and evolve um, as a person and, uh, you know, certainly from a game plan and game-style sense and, and remain at the forefront of of the football technicality, if you like, has certainly been one of Clarko's strength.
0: So w- when it comes to, I suppose, the the, the, the legacy that, that Clarko leaves, it's very hard to sum it up, to, to, to put a bow around it. Um, but he, he was spoken today by Jeff Kennett in the same sentence as John Kennedy Sr. and Alan Jeans, which you could clearly see was uh, quite humbling for Clarker and spoke about that that impact. But how big a figure uh, from a, a Hawthorne point of view? And you've walked the halls and you've rubbed shoulders with the biggest figures uh, through Hawthorne the, from of all those generations. Where does he sit?
1: Uh, upper, upper echelon, there's no doubt. Um, I, I think... I think the true legacy of Clark, I'll be felt another five to ten years. When you see the likes of um, Mitchell and whoever else comes through as a, as, a, as a coach, notwithstanding the legacy purely just from the assistant coaches that gone on to become senior coaches, but I, I think not just when you're thinking or talking about Hawthorne, more broadly the game. I I don't think there have been too many that have had the influence on the game more broadly that Clarko has. And that's from, you know, grassroots up um in in every aspect. So the uh yeah, there's certainly not too many bigger names at Hawthorne. Um and uh yeah, I'd certainly extended to the game more broadly.
0: I think when we look back over the time that Clarko had there, I mean, one of the, the more fascinating periods of time, and we're learning a little bit more about that uh, year in year out, is 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 what sort of went on between Clarko and Buddy, and and the general feeling that one of the things that prompted Buddy to to head off was that maybe you know, Clarko flying over to see him and all that kind of stuff, but. To, to be able to have the strength of your convictions it's to a, to even to the point and some might call it stubborn, other people might call it no, 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 I know exactly what I want and what I want us to be about, but that could have been one of the, that's one of the greatest sliding door moments in, 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 I think, Hawthorne history, that Clarko stuck to his guns about what he wanted, but he said, no, that's not for me, and off he goes, and the ability to still then lose the, the greatest player in the, comp, the best player at that time in the competition for mine, and then go on and win another two flags, I, I, that, that's an extraordinary part of the story. <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it is. It's a brilliant stubbornness or whatever you want to call it. You need to have ex- extreme conviction and self-belief. And I think all senior coaches do. But coupled with that decision uh, or scenario I've just mentioned, you could argue Stuart Dewey was um, similar in that. You know, I don't think we win in 2008, um, firstly, if Clarko brings Dewey over. And, uh, and Clarko had to... to to swim against the tide there as well, to get Dewey into a footy club um, and then to to get him physically right and then to effectively um, win the grand final and then also to, you know, um, turn, not entirely turn Dewey into a senior coach, but open his eyes in that sense as well. So there are a number of those decisions that
0: um, I'd suggest pivoted Hawthorne and the playing group into the, the ultimate success that we had. If I had to force you to make a prediction about where you think or what you think is next for Clarko, does he ride off into the sunset um, with his legacy <laughs> firmly intact? Does he does he go for another challenge as a senior coach? Does he take on a different role in football? Does he head into the media? Um, what, what would you what would you guess would be the next thing, or what would you like to see him do?
1: I couldn't even hazard a guess. I mean, he probably <laughs> doesn't even know himself. Um, no, I've, I've honestly got no idea. I mean, he could obviously if he decided to continued coaching. There'd be an abundance of offers. Um, media, of course. Um, I could see him just sort of tinkering around his little farm there for a bit, and um, and keeping himself busy there for a while. But I've honestly, honestly got no idea. He's he obviously been that career coach, and um, he could step into any type of commercial role, I would imagine, as well. Just in terms of culture and, and governance. Um, given his experience and, and success there. So um, I couldn't hazard a guess. I'm sure he doesn't know himself at the moment. So um, he's got a lot, of, a lot of things that he needs to, to do between now and then before he makes that decision.
0: Brad Sewell, now based in Byron, just living a, an extraordinary life. Uh, thank you very much for taking some time away from your busy schedule and, and just giving us your view on the events of today. We really appreciate it.
1: No worries. Thanks very much.